Act three of Love is the Best Doctor by Moliere, translated by Henri Van Laun, eighteen twenty to eighteen ninety six. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act three, scene one. Monsieur Filarin, Thomas de Fonandres. Are you not ashamed, gentlemen? for men of your age to show so little discrimination and to quarrel like young madcaps do you not plainly see the harm which these kinds of disputes do us with the world and is it not sufficient that the learned perceive the dissensions and differences between our contemporaries and the old masters of our craft without revealing to the public by our quarrels and bickering the boasting of our art as for me i do not at all understand the mischievous policy of some of our brethren and it must be admitted that all these controversies have somewhat strangely disparaged us and that if we are not careful we shall ruin ourselves i do not say so for my own interest for heaven be praised my little affairs are already settled whether it blows rains or hails those who are dead are dead and i have sufficient to be independent of the living yet all these disputes do physic no good since heaven has done us the favour that for so many centuries people remain infatuated with us let us not open their eyes by our extravagant cabals and let us take advantage of their folly as quietly as possible we are not the only ones as you know full well who try to make the best of human foibles the whole study of the greatest part of mankind tends towards that and every one endeavours to speculate on man's weakness in order to derive some benefit from them flatterers for example seek to profit by men's love of praise by giving them all the vain incense they crave it is an art by which as we may see large fortunes are made alchemists seek to profit by the passion for wealth by promising mountains of gold to those who listen to them and drawers of horoscopes by their deceitful prophecies profit by the vanity and ambition of credulous minds but the greatest failing in men is their love of life by our pompous speeches we benefit by it and know how to take advantage of the veneration for our profession with which the fear of death inspires them let us therefore maintain ourselves in that esteem in which their foibles have placed us and let us agree before our patients 
so as to claim for ourselves the credit for the happy issue of the complaint and to throw on nature all the blunders of our art let us not i say foolishly destroy the happy accident of an error which gives bread to so many people and which allows us to raise everywhere such beautiful estates with the money of those whom we have sent to the grave you are right in all that you say but sometimes one cannot control one's temper come gentlemen lay aside all animosity and make up your quarrel on the spot i consent let him allow me to have my way with the emetic for the patient in question and i will let him have his with the first patient he shall be concerned with nothing could be better said and that is reasonable very well that is settled shake hands then farewell another time show more tact scene two monsieur thomas monsieur de fonandres lisette what gentlemen you are here and you do not think of repairing the wrong done to the medical profession what now what is the matter some insolent fellow has had the impudence to encroach upon your trade and without your prescription has killed a man by running a sword clean through his body <sighs> look you here you may laugh at us now but you shall fall into our hands one of these days if ever i have recourse to you i give you leave to kill me scene three clitendre disguised as a physician lisette well lisette what do you think of my disguise do you believe that i can trick the good man in these clothes do i look all right thus it could not be better and i have been waiting impatiently for you heaven has given me the most humane disposition in the world and i cannot bear to see two lovers sigh for one another without entertaining a charitable tenderness towards them and an ardent wish to relieve the ills which they are suffering i mean no matter at what cost to free lucinda from the tyranny to which she is subjected and to confide her to your care i liked you at first sight i am a good judge of people and she could not have made a better choice love risks extraordinary things and we have concocted a little scheme which may perhaps be successful all our measures are already taken the man we have to deal with is not one of the sharpest and if this trick fail we shall find a thousand other ways to encompass our end just wait here a little i shall come back to fetch you clitendre retires to the far end of the stage scene four sganarelle lisette hurrah hurrah sir what is the matter rejoice at what rejoice i say tell me what it is about and then i shall rejoice uh, perhaps no i wish you to rejoice first i wish you to sing to dance on what grounds on my bare word be it so he sings and dances la 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 what the deuce your daughter is cured sir my daughter is cured yes i have brought you a doctor but a doctor of importance who works wonderful cures and who laughs at the other physicians 
where is he i shall bring him in sganarel alone it remains to be seen if he will do more than the others scene five clitendre disguised as a physician sganarel lisette lisette leading clitendre here he is the doctor has not much beard as yet knowledge is not measured by the beard and his skill does not lie in his chin sir they tell me that you have some capital recipes for relieving the bowels my remedies sir are different from those of other physicians they use emetics bleeding drugs and injections but i cure by words sounds letters talismans and rings did i not tell you so ha <laughs> ha great man this sir as your daughter is yonder ready dressed in her chair i shall bring her here yes do clitendre feeling sganarelle's pulse your daughter is very ill sir you can tell that here yes by the sympathy which exists between father and daughter scene six sganarelle lucinde clitendre lisette lisette to clitendre sir here is a chair near her to sganarelle come let us leave them to themselves why so i wish to remain here are you jesting we must leave them a doctor has a hundred things to ask which it is not decent for a man to hear sganarelle and lisette retire clitendre softly to lucinde ah lady how great is my delight and how little do i know how to begin my discourse as long as i spoke to you only with my eyes it seemed to me that i had a hundred things to say and now that i have the opportunity of speaking to you as i wished i remain silent and my great joy prevents my utterance i may say the same and i feel like you thrills of joy that prevent me from speaking ah madam how happy should i be if it were true that you feel all i do and that i were allowed to judge of your heart by mine but may i at least believe dear lady that i owe to you the idea of this happy scheme which enables me to enjoy your presence if you do not altogether owe the thought to me you are at any rate my debtor for having gladly approved of the proposal sganarelle to lisette it seems to me that he talks very close to her he is studying her physiognomy and all the features of her face clitendre to lucinde will you be constant dear lady in these favours which you are bestowing upon me but you will you be firm in the resolutions which you have taken ah madam till death i desire nothing so much as to be yours and i shall prove it to you sganarelle to clitendre well how does our patient she seems a little more cheerful <coughs> that is because i have already tried upon her one of the remedies which my art teaches me as the mind has a great influence on the body and as it is from the first that diseases most generally arise my custom is to cure the mind before dealing with the body i have therefore studied this young lady's looks her features and the lines of both her hands and by the knowledge which heaven has bestowed upon me i have discovered she is ill in mind 
and that the whole of her complaint arises only from a disordered imagination, from an inordinate desire of being married. As for myself, I think nothing more extravagant and ridiculous than this hankering after marriage. Scanarel aside. A clever fellow, this. And I have, and always shall have, a frightful dislike to it. Scanarel aside. A great doctor, this. But, as we must humour the imagination of patience, does I have perceived in her a wandering of the mind, and even that there was great danger in not giving her prompt relief, I have taken her at her foible, and told her that I came here to solicit her hand from you. Suddenly her countenance changed, her complexion cleared, her eyes became animated, and if you will leave her for a few days in this error, you will see that we shall cure her. Indeed, I do not mind. After that, we shall apply other means to cure her of this fancy. Yes, that will do very well. Listen, my girl, this gentleman wishes to marry you, and I have told him that I give my consent. Alas, can it be possible? Of course. But really, in earnest? Certainly. Lucinde to Clitendre. What? You wish to be my husband? Yes, madam. And my father consents to it? Yes, my child. Ah, how happy I am if that is true. Doubt it not, madam. My love for you, my ardent wish to be your husband, do not date from today. I came only for this. And if you wish me to tell you the plain truth, this dress is nothing but a mere disguise. I acted the physician only to get near to you, and the more easily to obtain what I desire. These are signs of a very tender love, and I am fully sensible of them. Scanarel aside. Oh, poor silly girl, silly girl, silly girl. You do consent, then, father, to give me this gentleman for a husband? Yes, certainly. Come, give me your hand. Give me yours also, sir, for a moment. But, sir... Scanarel, with suppressed laughter... No, no, it is to satisfy her mind. Take it. That is over. Except, as a pledge of my faith, this ring which I give you. Softly to Scanarel. It is a constellated ring, which cures operations of the mind. Let us draw up the contract so that nothing may be wanting. I have no objections, madam. Softly to Scanarel. I will bring the fellow who writes my prescriptions, and will make her believe that he is a notary. Just so. Hello! Stand up the notary I have brought with me. What? You brought a notary with you? Yes, madam. I am glad of that. Oh, the poor silly girl! The silly girl! Scene 7. The notary, Clitendre, Scanarel, Lucinde, Lisette. Clitendre speaks softly to the notary. Sganarelle to the notary. Yes, sir, you are to draw up a contract for these two people. Right. To Lucinde. We are making the contract. To the notary. I give her twenty thousand crowns as a portion. Write that down. 
I am very much obliged to you, dear father. That is done. You have only to sign it. That is a quickly drawn contract. Clitendre to Scannerel. But at least, sir. No, no, I tell you. Do we not all know? To the notary. Come, hand him the pen to sign. To Lucinde. Come, you sign now. Sign, sign. Well, I shall sign presently. No, no. I will have the contract in my own hands. Well, there then. After having signed. Are you satisfied? Better than you can imagine. That is all right, then. That is all right. I have not only had the precaution to bring a notary, I have also brought singers, musicians, and dancers to celebrate the feast and for our enjoyment. Let them come in. They are people I always have with me, and whom I daily make use of to calm, by their harmony and dancing, the troubles of the mind. Scene 8. Comedy, the ballet, music. Without our aid, all humankind would soon become unhealthy. We are indeed the best of all physicians. Would you dispel by easy means splenetic fumes that man is heir to? Avoid Hippocrates and come to us. Without our aid, all humankind would soon become unhealthy. We are indeed the best of all physicians. While the sports, laughter, and pleasures are dancing together, Clitendre leads Lucinde away. Scene 9. Sganarelle, Lisette, Music, the Ballet, Sports, Laughter, Pleasures. A pleasant way of curing people, this. But where are my daughter and the doctor? They are gone to finish the remaining part of the marriage. What do you mean by the marriage? The fact is, sir, you have been cleverly done. And the joke you thought to play remains a truth. The devil it does! He wishes to rush after Clitendre and Lucinde. The dancers restrain him. Let me go! Let me go, I tell you! The dancers still keep hold of him. Again! They wish to make him dance by force. Plague take you all! End of Act 3 End of Love is the Best Doctor by Moliere Translated by Henri Van Laun 1820 to 1896